You are Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast on the Milwaukee Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. On Bucks, and say it with me, friends, the drought is over. Milwaukee Bucks headed to the second round of the playoffs, finishing up their sweep of the Detroit Pistons, 127-104 to tonight. I'm Frank Madden, founder of BrewHoop.com, not joined today by Eric Name of The Athletic, because Eric Name is writing for The Athletic tonight, covering the game in Detroit, uh, but I did want to make sure to jump on and give you a quick recap of the... Somewhat cathartic uh, fourth win uh, of this series. It's felt like an inevitability, but the Bucks beating the Detroit Pistons still had to happen. And it happened tonight in large part thanks to an MVP-level performance from Yadis Adetokounmpo. 41 points tonight, 24 of those after halftime. He was sensational answering the bell after, uh, you know, a disappointing performance uh, in Game 3. They didn't really need him in Game 3, but tonight they did. Uh, Giannis was by far the the galvanizing force behind tonight's win. The Pistons give them credit. They came out with some energy. They they showed some spunk. They led by 6 at halftime. But uh, as we've seen a, a couple times now in this series, Buck's just too good, and uh, Giannis in particular tonight, too determined uh, to to come away from this game with the sweep and punching a ticket into the second round of the playoffs. And, you know, I, it's one of those things. I think everybody should enjoy this game, right? 18 years since the Bucks last made the second round of the playoffs. We had a good feeling coming into this year that this was going to be the year that that streak was snapped. But the best part about this is that it, it it's kind of anticlimactic. It's kind of, okay, great, yeah, all right, you know, check check the box, get done, move on. Um, the Bucks went from, you know, being a team that was just trying to get out of the first round to a team that now has obviously much, much bigger ambitions. And so I think you got to kind of find that balance between really enjoying watching the Bucks just dismantle the Pistons, especially in the second half behind Giannis. Um but the flip side is obviously that the best thing we can say about this Bucks team is that this season means so much more than just making it out of that first round. So, um, you know, again, second half Bucks outscore the Pistons 71 to 42. Yes. 71 to 42. They win 127 to 104. Again, Giannis, the big, uh, the big story for the Bucks. They also get 18 points on 11 shots from Chris Middleton. Eric Bledsoe, 16 points on 12 shots. Sterling Brown, 9 points, 13 rebounds, 6 assists. Doing his like mini Draymond Green impression tonight, I guess. Uh, and and that was that was really it. I'm going to cover this game again uh, in kind of the old brew hoop 
uh, recap format. So we'll talk about three bucks. We'll talk about three numbers, three good things and three bad things. Um, and it's funny to, to, to mention Brewhoop because as many of you know, I, I started Brewhoop in 2007. Uh, I wrote about the team just for fun as my kind of, you know, hobby for nine years before I passed on the baton to my good friends, Mitchell Maurer and Adam Paris over at Brewhoop. Be sure to check them out today. I'm sure they will have lots of great coverage of the game and the series and everything to come. Um, but yeah, I wrote about the Bucks for nine years and at no point in those nine years did I, well, I was going to say, I, I never did I really think that they were going to make it to the second round of the playoffs. 2010, I thought might it, it might happen, you know, they were out without Bogut, but they put up a great fight uh, against the Hawks. Um, I think against the Raptors certainly had hopes, especially early in that series after they went up 2-1 that they could potentially bounce the Raptors. Last year against the Celtics, you know, you hope that they might be able to pull off game seven in Boston. But again, and at every step of the way, the Bucks were the underdogs. And this year is just so different. This is a, just a different franchise for, for, you know, to, for lack of a better way to describe it. I mean, everything has changed so much and you knew in this series, the question was, is it a sweep or is it a, you know, a five game series? There was no question who was going to win this series. It was just a matter of how long it would take the Bucks. It was a question of, you know, would Nikola Mirotic and Tony Snell come back? Was Malcolm Brogdon going to be still uh, on track to, to be ready for the second round? Um, and so it was, um, you know, it, it's 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 just funny to to now be uh, getting to experience this with this team after covering the team and spending you know countless hours writing about the team and obviously watching every game. I'm sure, like many of you who have watched you know pretty much every game for years and years and years, um, it's uh, it's really gratifying, especially when you compare it to you know the 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 year one of Giannis in particular, right? 13, 14, they win 15 games, and you know to now be here uh, six years later, five years later. Uh, to be cruising through the first round of the playoffs, which obvi with obviously much bigger ambitions, it's um, it's a pretty great great feeling as a fan to uh, to be a part of that. You know that I don't want to say roller coaster because it's just been a rise um, since then, but to to be part of that obviously has been been really special. And again, a lot of work to do, but um, but it's been a fun a fun ride. And um, again, enjoy this, right? It was great to see um, so many fans out outside Pfizer Forum uh, enjoying the game on the big screens um at the live block um you know th things are different in milwaukee right now and and obviously again you got to keep it going against boston now here in the second round but um let's save the rest of this game first three bucks uh do i even need to say who the first one is it's it's obviously Giannis. um you know again after the underwhelming game three performance he comes out tonight missed some free throws in the first half had me uh stressing nervously he's four out of eight from the line in the first half um, missed some shots, missed some jump shots, um, but started to make the kind of plays that, you know, again, are, are just one of one, right? They, there's only one guy in, in the league who, who could make some of the plays that he made tonight. There was an incredible, um, attack off an inverted screen where, uh, Thon Maker had the unfortunate task of trying to rotate over and stop him. And, um, Giannis took flight, dunked on Thon, um, a crazy double clutch finish uh, on an Andre Drummond foul. Um, you know, again, there were some spectacular blocks. Uh, this was, I don't want to say necessarily apex Giannis, but damn near close to it. 
He hits 12 out of 23 from the field, 2 out of 6 from 3, 15 out of 20 from the line, 11 out of 12 from the free throw line in the second half. That was obviously very nice to see for, for those of us who stress over Giannis's foul shooting. He obviously has not shot the ball well from the line in the series so far. He adds 9 boards, 3 assists, a steal, 4 blocks, um, plus 22 on the night in just 32 minutes. So he finally cracked 30 minutes in the series, but just barely. Um, and, you know, incredibly, you know, even in a game that, that featured the Bucks losing at halftime, you know, at the end of the game, only two Bucks cracked 30 minutes, Giannis at 32, Middleton at an even 30. Um, so just a sensational performance. And I think something that was great to see, especially after the game the other day, right? I mean, it, it didn't get a lot of play just because it, you know, obviously it was in Bucks win and same night as James Harden's 0 for 15 start uh, against Utah. So, you know, not necessarily getting a lot of attention, but certainly great to see him um, answer uh, anyone who maybe was wondering if Giannis was dialed in for the playoffs. Um, he absolutely was tonight. Still, I think, had some room for improvement. Um, you know, missed some jump shots, had really bad-looking air ball. Uh, I think it was early in the fourth quarter before he then buried a three that uh, kind of, kind of, I don't want to say sealed it, but was part of just the, the Bucks sort of avalanche uh, of of a run that came late in the third and, and early in the fourth quarter. Um, had some words for the Pistons bench as he ran back. Um, so, you know, what more can you say about Giannis? Uh, incredible game from him. The second guy I want to highlight, Brooke Lopez. Um, he, he was really terrific in this series. Again, he didn't score a ton every night, just seven points on four shots tonight, five rebounds, three assists, five blocks, though, plus nine in 26 minutes. And, you know, I, I think when I, you know, it's easy to obviously look at, at Giannis and, and say that, well, you know, Giannis was, was mostly Giannis with the exception of that third game. And Blake Griffin comes back tonight, scores 22 points on 15 shots in 28 minutes, four turnovers, six assists. Uh, but ultimately fouls out, um, you know, and, and, and ends his season uh, on the bench. Um, you know, credit to Griffin, obviously, for coming back, playing through an injury to that knee, had the big bulky brace. Um, clearly, you know, it's it's tough to, to say that, you know, you're going to put Blake up against Giannis, um, you know, in terms of per- trying to perform and keep up. Um, but I thought the center matchup, you know, Lopez – and his ability to frustrate Drummond and also just take advantage of Drummond's shortcomings. The fact that, you know, Brooke was able to camp out the way he did under the rim and really not have Drummond be able to punish him. You know, Drummond tonight, 15 points, 16 shots, 7 out of 16, 1 out of 3 from the field. Did have 12 rebounds, 6 on the offensive glass, but um, another minus 11 for him tonight. And, um, you know, I think that was just really, in a lot of ways, for me, the the story of, of this series, just the difference from the center position and just the struggles that the Pistons had just sort of making their offense and their defense work uh, with Andre Drummond compared to, to Brooke Lopez, who finishes the series plus 98. This is from our friend Ben Golliver. Lopez plus 98, best in the playoffs so far. Drummond minus 96 dead last of course he was minus 77 after the first two games so uh minus 19 in the last two games i guess is is an improvement but um obviously a huge storyline there in terms of uh those those two guys and, and how that matchup went very different matchup coming up in the second round but we'll talk about that later um and the other guy to highlight uh, eric bledsoe um you know reggie jackson 
man, it felt like Reggie Jackson didn't miss for a while tonight. He ended up with 26 points on 20 shots, five out of nine threes. Uh, the Pistons hit 13 out of 34 from deep. Bucks just 10 out of 28. So um, Pistons winning the battle from the three-point line tonight, um, and that was even a bigger disparity uh, earlier in the game. I think it was at one point 11 threes to six. Um, and it just felt like the Bucks were, man, they just couldn't quite get over the hump trying to to take the lead uh, because the Pistons just seemed like they would always kind of come back with a three-point shot. Blake was four out of six, Jackson five out of nine, most of the damage coming from those two guys. Um, but, you know, ultimately um, just just ran out of gas, uh, you know, looking at the numbers, 62 to 42 Bucks advantage in the paint um, and the the even bigger advantage at the free throw line, which I'll get to um, in a moment. But Bledsoe is the other guy I wanted to highlight. Um, as I said, Jackson played well, but Bledsoe, 16 points on 12 shots, five assists, a couple of steals, a block, just two turnovers, plus 13 in 28 minutes. Um, he had one sensational play on Bledsoe where he basically um, kind of like uh, sort of crossed him over after he had picked up his dribble, just kind of had uh, Jackson sort of... Uh, I don't know, chasing shadows or something. Um, that was when the Bucks were kind of making their run uh, to really kind of take the lead and and really, um, you know, take the game out of reach from Detroit as, as the Pistons were running out of gas. Um, also hit a, a, a big three. I think it was early in the fourth quarter off of Giannis' pass. Um, and so, again, blood. So good to see him playing at a really high level uh, in the playoffs especially heading into a second round series where obviously the focus is going to be on him a little bit more than usual, just because of how things went last year in the playoffs against uh, Terry Rozier. Um, again, Chris Middleton, I'm just going to skip over because, you know, Chris Middleton is just too steady. Um, uh, I, I guess, uh, you know, unfortunately that's just the way, uh, just the way things are, but yeah, my three bucks, I'll, I'll pick Giannis Brook and blood. So Chris getting the honorable mention three numbers. Um, yeah, I think the most remarkable thing about this sweep is that it wasn't just a, a postseason sweep. It was a, a full season sweep. Bucks finished 8-0 against Detroit this year, plus 19.2 scoring margin uh, for the season. Um, it, I mean, just, just completely dominated Detroit. Really, there was that, that one game that came down to the final shot where Blake Griffin missed a three at the buzzer in Detroit earlier this season. That was in December. Um but other than that, I mean, this this series really was a, a complete annihilation. Uh, it just seemed like every night the Bucks uh, were able to kind of find a little bit more tonight. 122 offensive rating, 100 defensive rating, uh, 82% defensive rebound rate. That's obviously a, a big plus. Turnovers are really one of the problems. I mean, we saw that a couple times in this series. It just Detroit. I think when they were when they did well, it was because they were really buzzing around the ball. They were getting handsy with Giannis. Um, you know, I think certainly like, you know, Drummond's been a good steals guy. Blake, I think showed good smarts with Giannis being able to poke the ball away at times. Um, did not happen tonight with, with Giannis though, which is one turnover from Giannis. That's obviously encouraging to see. Um, but still Bucks kind of felt sloppy for long stretches. Um, but I think the other number I really want to highlight the free throw line, 41 free throw attempts for the Bucks, just 12 for Detroit. There were a lot of refs. You suck chance from, the Pistons faithful tonight, but that's pretty much the only time you really felt like you heard them was when they were complaining about the officials. Um, but look, I mean, this is also kind of what happens when you're playing a team like the Bucks that have a guy like Giannis and just in generally love to attack the rim. Uh, and, and honestly, you know, the Pistons just didn't really have much of an answer for them. You know, 62 to 42, as I mentioned, 
in the paint. That's another huge number, I think, to highlight um, for the Bucks. And, um, you know, we've talked about two-point percentage and, and how big of a difference that was. Again, Brooke Lopez, five blocks. Uh, when he wasn't blocking shots, he was forcing Detroit players into kind of settling for those little, you know, like eight, nine-foot kind of floating shots. Those are tough shots. And again, I think this is what the Bucks have done so well all year is just make life very difficult. You can't get easy buckets against them. And overall, two-point percentage for Detroit, 42%. Bucks almost 65%. They've had such a huge advantage there all season. That trend continued tonight. So again, um, plenty of, of nice numbers to pick from when you win by 23. Um, and maybe the, the bonus number, obviously 18, the number of years since they last went to the second round of the playoffs. But of course, you knew that because that's what everybody's talking about. Um, three good things. Well, let's start with the curse being lifted. Um, you know, again, I it's funny because I I feel like if I had if you had told me the Bucks were going to win a playoff series, I would have felt like that the end of that last game where they clinched that series would have been much more of a celebration. Um, but tonight it just felt like again like inevitability. It felt like yeah, this is this is what's supposed to happen. Okay, let's get this out of the way. You know let's stop playing with our food. <laughs> let's just move on and, and get to the second round. And, um, you know, again, I think it's, it's, uh, it says a lot about this team that, you know, winning the first round is just, that's just kind of expected. Like, you know, it was like, get this out of the way. If they had you know taken more than four games, it would have been kind of disappointing. Um, and so they, they take care of business. And um, I, I think it is important though, right? Because well, let's say the Bucks win 50 games. Let's say, disaster strikes and you know you you lose another first round series i mean the the cloud that that would hang over Giannis in particular um going into next season especially you know in light of all the you know let's find the next superstar who we can claim wants to go to la or new york or whatever you know just just knocking that out and being able to claim that first series win again you've got much bigger goals but it's something you got to do. You have to win a playoff series before you can win a second playoff series. And so I think just for this team to do it in such a professional manner, to do it with such ease, again, they were tested a little bit tonight. Um, but I think it was obviously uh, a series that they just, they, they play like the best team in the league this series. And then again, Detroit had lots of challenges and, you know, I think you'd probably say Detroit was the worst team in the playoffs, but well, that's that's the advantage of of winning the most games in the league is you get to play the worst team to, generally. So, um, kudos to the Bucks for that. And again, we've got a few days here before second round starts. Enjoy it. Enjoy knowing that the Bucks have gotten off the Schneid. They've gotten past the first round for the first time. Second biggest positive, health. Um, you know, we heard today, uh, Eric uh, and and the the entire Bucks press corps uh, tweeted out the news that. Um, you know, Bud is hoping to have a, a firm date on Malcolm's return in, I think, three to five days, but still tentatively targeting the second round. Um, expect the first round to be either Saturday or Sunday. First game of the second round to be either Saturday or Sunday in Milwaukee against Boston. Um, so, I mean, you just kind of do the math. Three to five days from now, well, that's either like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, something in that range, and a game could be Saturday or Sunday. So, um, I, again, I. I don't know. Uh, will Malcolm Brogdon be available in game one? Maybe. Um, obviously, there's still, fortunately, uh, a number of days until we're there. Um, but 
you know, again, Malcolm Brogdon, you hope he'll be back. And I think the other big positive is, you know, Nikola Mirotic, we talked about him finding a rhythm, shooting the ball last game. Tonight, uh, again, 12 points, three out of five from three, plus 15 in 20 minutes. Uh, he was really good. Ursan, um, uh, only one out of four uh, from the field, but plus 14, nine rebounds, three assists, four rebounds. He played well again. Um, T.J. Wilson did get in some garbage time, scored seven points on three shots, didn't miss. Um, you know, got got a couple buckets uh, against Thon Maker, his old sparring partner who, uh, you know, in a lot of ways you could say T.J. Wilson ran Thon Maker out of town just because Thon couldn't beat him out for minutes uh, earlier this season. So um, really rough series for Thon. D.J. obviously uh, a mostly peripheral figure, but uh, got in some parting shots there at the end. Um, we did see Giannis run over to embrace Thon as soon as the game was over. So obviously, um, despite some hard fouls from from Thon on Giannis, no uh, no no issues there long term. Obviously, they they remain very close. Um, but health wise, yeah, I mean Miritich coming back in these last couple of games, looking like the old Miritich in terms of uh, being able to shoot with basically uh, you know no time that quick trigger. Uh, with guys in his face, that was obviously a welcome sight to see. Uh, Tony Snell also getting four minutes in, uh, and again, we'll see. I don't, I, I don't know. We've talked about Eric and I that that Tony Snell is probably the odd man out right now in terms of the rotation, which is just kind of tough luck. But you know, given the way that that Pat Connaughton and Sterling Brown have played, given Malcolm Brogdon uh, appears, you know, knock on wood, ready to come back pretty soon. Um, just not a lot of room right now for for another wing in the rotation but obviously you never know what might happen we may certainly see another guy take a knock uh and and you may need tony snell uh this next series so again good to see tony back uh in the rotation here um and uh and you know we'll see if he's needed or not so and just in general like you know i mean we mentioned it right after game one just getting out of the series with with the guys who are healthy, staying healthy, you know, in particular Giannis and, and obviously Chris and Bledsoe and others. Um, you know, Giannis, the way that he attracts fouls and hacks and hits, uh, getting him out of the first round in one piece is, uh, is you know, again, you expect it, but uh, not to be overlooked. And really the only the only kind of scary moment, Brooke Lopez did leave with uh, what looked like some sort of back issue, uh, did come back though. And then I, I think he blocked, maybe two or three more shots in the fourth quarter. He was just impossible for the Pistons to get anything going on at the rim. Um, both he and uh, and Giannis got blocks on Drummond on dunk attempts. Um, he was, again, I mean, Brooke has just been so great all year defensively, and that continued um, again tonight. Um, and I think lastly, I mean, you know, the first two games were, uh, the first game was, was just pretty much a blowout right off the bat. I think the second game we obviously saw, the Pistons actually lead at halftime. You know, they kind of gave up a little bit, little bit of resistance before the Bucs really turned it on in the third quarter. Uh, and tonight, it resisted a little bit longer. Um, but ultimately, the Bucs, especially towards the end of that fourth, that third quarter, just really, um, really just turned it on. Uh, we saw Giannis play late into the third quarter, later than we usually see him play. That seemed to be an indication that Bud was not looking to to let this series extend any further than it already had. Um Still, Giannis only finishes with 32 minutes, but you could just kind of tell how long he played in the third quarter. The fact that he came back early in the fourth quarter, uh, Bud was not screwing around. He wanted to to end this, and uh, Giannis obliged. Um, he had, uh, I think, he scored eight points. He hit 16 in the third quarter, and then another eight um, 
in probably about three or four minutes in the fourth quarter, including that three-pointer, uh, which was, I believe, his first bucket of the fourth quarter. Um, so again, um, you know, a little bit of a challenge. We didn't see the Bucks have to play, you know, late game crunch time type minutes. Um, that will inevitably have to happen against the Boston Celtics. Um, but, you know, again, we did see them at least take some some blows from the Pistons. The Pistons actually had some periods where they made shots and, and challenged them a little bit. Um, but ultimately, obviously, just not enough in the tank for Detroit. Not enough talent uh, on their side to, to really scare the Bucks. And, uh, and obviously, you know, the, the Bucks' best was uh, was ultimately just, just way too much for uh, for the Pistons. Um, if I'm talking about three bad, I mean, we're, we're splitting hairs a little bit, but I'll say the fact that winning a playoff series wasn't even that big of a deal. I'll say that's kind of a, an unfortunate thing on some level. Um, look, I'm, I will not, you know, I'll, I'll happily trade a, a boring sweep for, you know, the Bucks being worse and having a first round series mean more. Um, but, you know, it is kind of funny that, that we almost don't even get to enjoy this that much because it's just was such an expected thing. Um, another thing, uh, Blake the fake. Oh man, look, I, Blake Griffin seems like a good dude. He's, he's got a, he's funny. He's, you know, he's, he's seems personable. People seem to like him, but man, some of the, I mean, we know he's a flopper, right? We know he's, he dramatizes things, the, the acting thing, a little too much time in LA, I guess. I don't know, but there, there was a play and you guys that watched the game, I mean, I'm sure everybody probably knows exactly what I'm talking about, but, uh, Sterling Brown grabs a rebound between two Pistons. He kind of, you know, swings his arms a little bit because he's getting crowded. Does not elbow Blake Griffin in the face. Does not make any contact with Blake Griffin's face. Blake throws his head back dramatically, uh, like you know Kramer in the uh, the Keith Hernandez episode of uh, Seinfeld. If anybody watches Seinfeld, the over dramatized uh, torquing of the head back as though he just got an elbow to the face. Newsflash replays show he did not get an elbow to the face. Uh, the refs did not call a foul on Sterling for that, but they then called it for another, you know, kind of semi-phantom, uh, quote-unquote elbow, uh, on, you know, a split second later. Uh, man, it's just, as a fan of basketball, look, I think we as Bucks fans, you know, we probably are more frustrated by sort of faking and flopping because Giannis is, is often such a target because teams can't defend him legitimately, um, but I think in general, you know, the, the, what Blake did and, and what Blake has done with some of the stuff that the theatrics, I mean, the league really, you know, we, we've seen fines for flopping occasionally. It seems like in the last year or two, it's become increasingly rare. Um, I mean, if you're trying to just blatantly con the referee, we saw James Harden do it the other night as well. Um, the league has to, I, I, I mean, why not start finding these guys? You know, I mean, what? The, the game is better than this. Like we, we need to do something to disincentivize that kind of stuff. Cause it's just, it's just embarrassing. And it's just frustrating too. Cause I mean, the Pistons were, were very frustrated with the free throw disparity and the crowd was, you know, getting was complaining, but then it's like, look, you got, you got guys like this that are just trying to con the refs and, you know, fake stuff. And come on, you know, like, let's, let's just, this this no, it's, it, there's no place for that. Come on. Um, that's really it. I don't have a third bad thing. Look, the, the Bucks just won a series 4-0. We, I'm not, I'm not going to manufacture negatives. Um, again, uh, if you were out at the live block, uh, tweet at us. Let us know what what it was like. Tweet at me at fmaddenmba or at our account 
at locked on, locked on Bucks. Um, shoot us some pictures. Uh, would love to hear what the atmosphere was like. Uh, certainly from the shots on TV, had looked like a ton of fun. And, um, you know, again, just enjoy the Bucks advancing to the second round. The that, that small monkey is off Giannis's back, is off the franchise's back. We no longer have to talk about 2001 being the last time the Bucks won a playoff series. We no longer have to talk about 2001 being the last time the Bucks won 50 games. It's just, it's a season to kind of put to rest. A lot of the pain and suffering of the last two decades, there's still a lot of season left, knock on wood. Um, but again, if you can't enjoy kind of what the Bucks are doing right now, uh, you're doing it wrong. So again, watch those Giannis highlights. There were a ton of them tonight. I'll be probably watching some YouTube uh, YouTube highlight reels uh, later tonight. I'll tweet some out if, uh, if you want to re-enjoy them. Um, but again, uh, have fun, Bucks fans. Stay safe. Um, look forward to uh, this Celtics series come up this weekend. We'll have a lot more with Eric uh, once he returns from Detroit. I'm sure he'll be very sad to know he's not going back to Detroit. Um, but uh, yeah, enjoy the win. Stay safe. And we will talk to you very soon. For Lockdown Bucks, I'm Frank Madden. Talk to you tomorrow.